Texas State Library and Archives Commission. Headquarters of the Army San Jacinto 25th of April 1836. To His Excellency D.G. Burnett President of the Republic of Texas. Sir. I regret extremely that my situation since the Battle of the 21st has been such as to prevent my rendering you my official report of the same previous to this time. I have the honor to inform you that on the evening of the 18th, of April, after a forced march of 55 miles, which was effected in two days and a half, the army arrived opposite Harrisburg. That evening a courier of the enemy was taken from whom I learned that General Santa Anna with one division of his choice troops had marched in the direction of Lynch's Ferry on the San Jacinto, burning Harrisburg as he passed down. The army was ordered to be in readiness to march early on the next morning. The main body effected a crossing over Buffalo Bayou, below Harrisburg on the morning of the 19th, having left the baggage, the sick, and a sufficient camp guard in the rear. We continued the march throughout the night, making but one halt in the prairie for a short time, and without refreshment. At daylight we resumed the line of march, and in a short distance our scouts encountered those of the enemy, and we received information that General Santa Anna was at New Washington and would that day take up his line of march for Anahuac, crossing at Lynch's. The Texian army halted within half a mile of the ferry in some timber, and were engaged in slaughtering beeves, cows, when the army of General Santa Anna was discovered to be approaching in battle array, having been encamped at Clopper's point eight miles below. Disposition was immediately made of our forces, and preparation for his reception. He took a position with his infantry and artillery in the center occupying an island of timber, his cavalry covering the left flank. Their artillery then opened upon our encampment, consisting of one double-fortified medium brass 12-pounders. The infantry and columns advanced with the design of charging, our lines, but were repulsed by a discharge of grape and canister from our artillery, consisting of two six-pounders. The enemy had occupied a piece of timber within rifle shot of the left wing of our army, from which an occasional interchange of small arms took place between the troops, until the enemy withdrew to a position on the bank of the San Jacinto, about three-quarters of a mile from our encampment and commenced a fortification. A short time before sunset our mounted men, about eighty-five in number, under the special command of Colonel Sherman, marched out for the purpose of reconnoitering the enemy. Whilst advancing they received a volley from the left of the enemy's infantry, and after a sharper encounter with their cavalry, in which ours acted extremely well and performed some feats of daring chivalry, they retired in good order having had two men severely wounded, and several horses killed. In the meantime, the infantry under the command of Lieutenant Colonel Millard and Colonel Burleson's regiment, with the artillery, had marched out for the purpose of covering the retreat of the cavalry, if necessary. All then fell back in good order to our encampment about sunset, and remained without any ostensible action until the 21st at half past three o'clock, taking the first refreshment which they had enjoyed for two days. The enemy in the meantime, having extended the right flank of their infantry so as to occupy the extreme points of a skirt of timber on the bank of the San Jacinto and secured their left by a fortification about five feet high, constructed of packs and baggage, leaving an opening in the center of the breastwork in which their artillery was placed. Their cavalry upon their left wing about nine o'clock on the morning of the 21st the enemy were reinforced by 500 choice troops under the command of General Kuz, increasing their effective force to upwards of 1,500 men, while our aggregate force for the field numbered 783. At half past three o'clock in the evening, I ordered the officers of the Texian army to parade their respective commands, having in the meantime ordered the bridge on the only road communicating with the Brazos, distant eight miles from our encampment, to be destroyed, thus cutting off all possibility of escape. Our, troops paraded with alacrity and spirit, and were anxious for the contest. Their conscious disparity in numbers only seemed to increase their confidence, and heighten their anxiety for the conflict. 
our situation afforded us an opportunity of making the arrangements preparatory to the attack without exposing our designs to the enemy. The 1st Regiment commanded by Colonel Burleson, was assigned the center. The 2nd Regiment under the command of Colonel Sherman, formed the left wing of the army. The artillery under the special command of Colonel George W. Hockley Inspector General was placed on the right of the 1st Regiment, and four companies of infantry under the command of Lieutenant Colonel Henry Millard, sustained the artillery upon the right. Our cavalry, 61 in number, commanded by Colonel Mirabeau B. Lamar, whose gallant and daring conduct on the previous day had attracted the admiration of his comrades, and called, him too, that station, placed on our extreme right completed our line. Our cavalry was first dispatched to the front of the enemy's left, for the purpose of attracting their notice, whilst our extensive island of timber afforded us an opportunity of concentrating our forces and displaying from that point, agreeable to the previous design of the troops. Every evolution was performed with alacrity, the whole advancing rapidly in line, and through an open prairie, without any protection whatever for our men. The artillery advanced and took station within 200 yards of the enemy's breastwork and commenced an effective fire with grape and canister. Colonel Sherman, with his regiment having commenced the action upon our left wing, the whole line at the center and on the right, advancing in double quick time, sung the war cry Remember the Alamo, received the enemy's fire, and advanced within point-blank shot before a piece was discharged from our lines. Our line advanced without a halt, until they were in possession of the woodland and the enemy's breastwork. The right wing of Burleson's and the left of Millard's taking possession of the breastwork, our artillery having gallantly charged up within 70 yards of the enemy's cannon, where it was taken by our troops. The conflict lasted about 18 minutes from the time of close action, until we were in possession of the enemy's, encampment, taking, one, piece of cannon, loaded, four stand of colors, all their camp equipage, stores, and baggage. Our cavalry had charged and routed that of the enemy upon the right and given pursuit to the fugitives, which did not cease until they arrived at the bridge which I have mentioned before, Captain Carnes, always among the foremost in danger, commanding the pursuers. The conflict in the breastwork lasted but a few moments. Many of the troops encountered hand to hand, and not having the advantage of bayonets on our side, our riflemen used their pieces as war clubs, breaking many of them off at the breach. The rout commenced at half past four, and the pursuit by the main army continued until twilight. A guard was then left in charge of the enemy's encampment, and our army returned with our killed and wounded. In the battle our loss was two killed and twenty-three wounded, six of whom mortally. The enemy's loss was 630 killed, among which was one general officer, four columns, two lieutenant columns, five captains, twelve lutes. Wounded, 208, of which were five columns, three lieutenant columns, two second lieutenant columns, seven captains, one cadet. Prisoners, 730, President General Santa Ana, General Coz, four colonel aides to General Santa Ana, six lieutenant columns the private secretary of General Santa Ana, and the colonel of the Guerrero Battalion are included in the number. General Santa Ana was not taken until the 22nd, and General Coz on yesterday. Very few escaped. About 600 muskets, 300 sabers, and 200 pistols have been collected since the action. Several hundred mules and horses were taken, and near $12,000 in specie. For several days previous to the action our troops were engaged in forced marching exposed to excessive rains, and the additional inconvenience of extremely bad roads, illy supplied with rations and clothing, yet amid every difficulty they bore up with cheerfulness and fortitude, and performed their marches with spirit and alacrity, there was no murmuring. Previous to and during the action, my staff evinced every disposition to be useful, and were actively engaged in their duties. 
In the action I am assured that they demeaned themselves in such manner as proved them worthy members of the Army of San Jacinto. Colonel T.J. Rusk Secretary of War was on the field. For weeks, his services had been highly beneficial to the Army. In battle, he was in the left wing where Colonel Sherman's command first encountered and drove the enemy, he bore himself gallantly, and continued his efforts and activity, remaining with the pursuers, until resistance ceased. I have the honor of transmitting here with a list of all the officers and men who were engaged in the action, which I respectfully request may be published as an act of justice to the individuals. For the commanding generals to attempt discrimination as to the conduct of those who commanded in the action, or those who were commanded would be impossible. Our success in the action is conclusive proof of their daring intrepidity and valor, every officer and man proved himself worthy of the cause in which he battled, while the triumph received a luster from the humanity which characterized their conduct after victory and richly entitles them to the admiration and gratitude of their general. Nor should we withhold the tribute of our grateful thanks from that being who rules the destinies of nations and has in the time of, greatest, need enabled us to arrest a powerful invader whilst devastating our country. Source, Texas State Library and Archives Commission. Homepage. John White. Rockwall, Texas.